We're back in business, baby. We're back. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed the group stage. Where did we leave them? Was it a cliffhanger? I don't know. Well, I don't remember how, they, how that ended, the episode ended. I think we said anything could happen. Anything could and happen. And then anything did happen. Mm-hmm. Teams three to ten got eliminated. Yeah, well, we I know we, we pumped the, the Movistar angle a little bit going into the group stage because sure. we had Mopoz with us. That was nice. Uh, we were just starting to get the conversation about Liquid and Yekandar. Didn't age well for Cadian. No, it didn't go super well for Cadian. In fact, it actually aged poorly very quickly for Cadian. He was confident. Yeah, which we like. Yeah, and we don't want him to not be confident. Right. But uh, it, it didn't, didn't come out very well in the wash. So I guess picking up right now... There's a lot of teams that have that same feeling. Yeah. Ants, yeah. Vitality, Cloud G2. Nine. Yep. A couple of teams. Look, they're in the bin right now, I would say. And, yeah. and the post-Cologne shuffle is going to be a curious one. Uh, we're not going to get any big in the arena, but we did get a German player and a German team, JDC representing Mouse. Yeah. So there's something. But let's put a bit of scope on this. Right now, it's Thursday. It is 2.55. In the afternoon. And uh, we've had... What most people would assume is three days of nothing. That's not true. We've been busy. We haven't. This has been a very busy off days. Did a lot of media. We were cranking there, what, like five, five, six hour days of media day. We had a full on actual in-person meeting to discuss the storylines and content and what we were going to do on the Monday. Yeah, that was unique. Setting it up for all eventualities of the bracket as well, depending on who is going to be in the semifinals and the finals. Yeah, we kind of did just land on the fact that like there's a lot of similarities here, right? Navi, phase two best teams in the world. They're in their own category. Then we had Astralis versus Liquid, two of the best teams of... Pre-COVID. Exactly. Yeah. Who, showing their experience, have made it to the stage. And then the two teams who have no experience at all of Mavi and, and Mouse. So we ended up with those buckets, which is, that's our six teams to bring us up today there. But yeah, you're right. We did a lot of media. We did some fun stuff with the players. What was your highlight on the media day? Ooh, on media day, I had to do a, I had to do that skit with hair, with a, with a wig. Yeah, so yeah. that'll be an interesting one. That, I'm wondering how that one's going to play out. There was supposed to be a darker colored wig. They decided to go with a lighter color wig because it made me look more ridiculous, which I feel is a decision that gets made. At your expense, more often, often than not. Yeah, more yeah. often than not. I don't know why that is. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I think that skit will actually be funny. I think uh, with, with Simple in there and, and SDY in there, I think that'll be good. And FU was in that as, as well. Mm. Um, so that'll be good. Then we did Wednesday, which what was, was your yesterday. highlight of media day. Uh, I really like the f- six-way conversation. It was me and Matthew. I forgot I did one. With uh, Mouse and Astralis. Yeah. And like Glaive was really assertive and he was asking questions to Matthew and I as well as to Dexter, which I thought was great. Yeah. And then when we finished, the camera guy went, that was really good. And when the camera guy says that was yeah. really good and they're not a massive camera guy. Because he's had to sit through so much of the shit ones over the years. <laughs> yeah. So I look, I'll take his word for it. But that, that was fun. I really enjoyed yeah. doing that. And I did an SSD setup with Elige. Okay. Which that'll probably come out after the event. Yeah. I really like that. That was good. Elige is a, is a geek like that. With yeah. That kind of stuff. And well, uh, we actually had NAF come on in and we brought up a little bit about the SSD setup with Elige and some other questions with NAF. Yeah. Yeah, fuck it, we do it live. That is a very prolific quote. I love that. That's a good one. (laughs) I I, I remember watching that just because of Family Guy. Yeah. Like Family Guy, like... Like Did you see bit. the uh, Family Guy Star Wars episodes? Oh yeah, of course. Those Those are Family Guy Dude, I love old school Family Guy. Like, yeah, the humor they could stuff. get away with back in the day in the early two thousands. <laughs> my goodness, not so much anymore. It's a different time now. But I have a hard hitting question for Naf from Team Liquid, in case those at home can't recognize the voice. Yeah. When you make playoffs at events, do Liquid then fly you home in business class? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I don't think so. Do you want to negotiate that into your contract? 
Uh, we actually do have some sort of incentives in business. I can, I can explain that. Jason, one. Jason, <laughs> Jason, I, can, I, Jason I can take it away. I think Jason may have had this maybe in his contract during. Oh, the yeah, game, well, I know? definitely had it. In oh my yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, They give uh, Liquid is Liquid's one of the best orgs in esports. Let's just start out there. Oh yeah. Um, but there is a clause in the contract where they get like a stipend per year. Um, f- purely to upgrade to business class. So it's like you get X amount of dollars a year, you could use these whenever you want, just let us know in advance, and boom. Didn't exist when I was a player. It works out to like, I think like, probably like three to four business class flights a year, I think, so much. Oh, right kind of like there. depends, like, I guess, on the price of like, yeah, yeah. where you're going, I guess, yeah. and all that, but I feel like you can get even more with that. You probably can get, like, but yeah, it's a, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty banging clause in the contract. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Nice. just like Jason said, like, we, mo- we both may be like a little biased, but I honestly truly believe like Liquid is honestly one of the best, yeah. if not the best, like esports orgs in yeah in esports. So it's like even when like it came to me even talking about like resigning and stuff like that, even like Liquid was a big like factor into resigning as well, just because I knew like how professional they are and how. When when yeah. Twist left, I think he actually was having a harder time leaving the org than leaving the team. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think you know he was just like fuck, I can't work for Team Liquid anymore. Well, that's the thing. Like, I was at a chat with Yakindo and he was talking about the facility that you guys have, and he was like, "This is sick." Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I imagine it's like at this point you've been there a lot. It's like, yeah, this is this is our home. Yeah, I mean, it literally just has like everything that like you want. It's in like a city called Utrecht, uh, and it's like in a very like centralized area where like down the street you can have plenty of food options. Yeah. Like the canals, like you know where like a lot of people go. Like they're just right across the street, like five minute walk, and. Yeah, for like the facility itself, like we have like a chef that cooks like uh, two to three meals a day for like, yeah. and they take requests on everything you want, so they make you feel super comfortable. Uh, yeah, and there's so many. There's uh, also other booths and stuff where like you can obviously have your own team scrim rooms. Don't have to be bothered. Don't have to hear any noise or anything like that. And the real, it. the real banger in my mind when, when that facility is the fact that like Liquid owns like right above the facility is like apartment buildings, yeah. and Liquid so, yeah. owns like 20 of those apartment buildings as well. So whenever they have like teams come in, maybe not 20, but <laughs> whenever they have a team come in, they put you know everyone gets their own one bedroom apartment, kitchen, bathroom, yeah. like super like convenient, yep. super nice. Okay, well it sounds like you live in the dream. Uh, we're making a lot of people at home very jealous. Yeah, yeah, uh, just for video games. <laughs> but I think the next pressing question I might have is: so uh, are they they working on you full, uh, signing you into full time, or you know what's what's going on? I mean, obviously, I think at the end of the day, I think that's like the main big goal, I guess. You know, if if it can work out, obviously, I don't really yeah. have any any info on that. It's obviously ultimately up to like Liquid and VP on like what they want to do with it. But so far, everything he's displayed to us and everything like that, it's just I'm. I'm on board with him being here for in the future, as we can obviously see within the results and stuff like that. Yeah, so. it's weird how he's been able to like. Uh, does it feel like from the outside? It like feels like he's taken over as like the I don't know, like the almost like the heart of the team. Like yeah. he's like he's. The I mean, that's why like I always said like in interviews. I mean, people. I mean, people from the public probably take it like, wait, what? But like he reminds me of like Stewie in a sense, where yeah. like he can, yeah, he's just like super positive, super motivating, and Stewie like, at his best. Yeah, Stewie at his best. I'm. 2019 student. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, like he's super. Like he just knows the game. He clear, like he's also like really fresh to the scene. Like because he's also like his first pro team was VP within yep. a year ago. Yep. Whereas like everybody like us, we've been playing on pro teams for like seven years or so. Like you know, yep. like a very long time. So having like that fresh motivation, like that young blood, you know, that just wants to just do everything and is just so motivated just to do everything. It's just, it just makes it a whole lot easier for us. And we can clearly see that he's super dedicated and super motivated and all that, so. Talk to me about him because I know when, when Shox was in the team, you and I spoke, uh, I think at Pro League or, or something like that. And you'd mentioned, you know, it's not that there's like particularly like a role clash, but like philosophically you and Shox both play like a very similar style. Yeah. Like you both have the same ideas in terms of the pacing of you want to mm-hmm. take situations. So what's like Yakandar changed for, for you now? 
Uh, I mean, just for me, like like I said, he just reminds me like Jake. He's like more the aggressive player, whereas like Shox was more of a passive player. So I, him and I had to worry about if we're stepping on each other's toes. Like in like like you said, we didn't really necessarily roll clash. Yeah. We just ro- we clashed in terms of mindset. Yes. Like kind of like I said, where it's like if OC, Liege, and Nitro, like they're gonna take a step forward. Shocks and I are gonna step backwards. Yeah. You know, so then we're gonna yeah. So whereas like now it's very clear cut like who the aggressive players are with like Nitro's very aggressive. You know, Merrick's Kinder's very aggressive. Same with John. He could be like that passive aggressive at the same time. And I'm like kind of just like the complete passive player. Whereas then you also have OC who's also makes his plays and all that. So role wise, paper wise, it all makes sense. And we knew that coming into it, and we also feel that right now as when we're playing in the tournament. Okay. You, you can definitely see it in like some of the roles and positions you're playing. Like you have all the space to be as mm-hmm. passive as you want. Yeah. Like I look at Vertigo and I'm sure they go, hey, Keith, hold the flank. And you just get to be like, I'll sit wherever I want, yeah. you know, like that. And you don't have to worry about anybody else. Like some guy late rotating from mid down ladder. You're not worried about that guy. <laughs> you're like, I, I'm at the flank. These guys are all laid around taking those fights. But one round that I particular that I wanted to, to ask was the retake on Mirage where you've come up a ramp, you kill the first guy's sight, and you have a full bag of util. Did you just free ball all those nades? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, of course. <laughs> Everything landed perfectly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was like, when you play the game like long enough, you just, you understand the physics of the nades and like how they're going to work. And yeah, it's like hard sometimes to pinpoint exactly where you wanted to be. So I don't know if there's like a little bit of luck there, but they all landed where exactly I wanted them to land. So it all worked out so in my mind. Booyah. Yeah, you like, watched it back? Uh, yeah, I watched it back like a, f- like a few times to just see. I'm just like, yeah, it was perfect. What's he meant? It landed everywhere I wanted it to be. Uh, yeah, flawless, flawless picture. Well, what you give, like, poor Yuri, it's like, the nade lands on my head. I can't see anything. The molly now means that I can't step out and kill it. It's like, that must be the most helpless feeling. Yeah. Like, just getting owned like that. It doesn't even get a chance to fight yeah. you. And that late in the round, too. <laughs> yeah, well, 200 IQ, what can I say? <laughs> I don't need to fire a bullet to win a clutch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a nice clutch. I, I know Alex really enjoyed casting that one. Yeah. Right? He, he uh, had a bit of a nerdgasm over, over, over that whole situation. I remember watching that live too. That was, that was great. And I was just like, oh no, here it comes. <laughs> but is it is it like playing Furia, right? Like, I think we all know the history between Liquid and Furia. They, more often than not, would always get the better of you guys, right? I think you'd only beat them a couple times in history. Did you have that same concern when you played them this time? We're like, well, it's a new team now. Uh, I mean... First off, I guess when we played Furia, when I when I feel, when I believe like when we played Furia a lot, we played them a lot during like the COVID era, COVID like in 2020. Yeah. And the worst part is like when I'm playing online, like I'm playing with like like almost like 80, 90, 100 ping because ah. I live like up in like northern like western Canada, and they'd be playing from like Mexico or wherever their places, and it's, they all have like 10, 20 ping. And I'm just like, all right, you're playing the most aggressive team online, yeah. and, and you have, have to hold it down. Of my ping. <laughs> yeah, it was like nearly a hundred ping, and you have to fight these guys just running at you with online. And, and like, Russ was like that for the brief time. Yeah, no, yeah. Even well. when he had to be up yeah, in Canada, it was like terrible. Was like, like the online era was just so bad for us, just due to like ping and stuff like that. It just so they're able to just dominate us. And don't get me wrong, obviously they're super good, and it was like. It was like a shame that Henny left because I feel like they really had their groove with Henny. Yeah. Top three rost- worst roster move of all time. <laughs> yeah, that's going yeah. to go up there with Kirby, leaving yep. Astralis. Yep. Uh, got but Homeboy Henny leaving, leaving Furia. Device to NIP. Yeah. Ooh, you'd put that in the top three? Yeah, I mean, what's he doing now? Yeah, it's not that great. Yeah, but do you. Would it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I wonder if that would have happened regardless of him going to NIP, you know? Like, that, was, that might have been in the cards. No yeah, but what. if Device stayed, do you think they sign. Zip for three years, or do you think they signed Device for three years? Yeah, and build the team around Device. I just, I just didn't like that Device left, uh, like before Lands returned. Yeah, they didn't get like, a chance to defend getting, their title. Yeah, like they, were, they didn't like give their, each other a chance to like get back to Land when it was so close to coming back. 
Yeah, but I mean, look, we were both on liquid during the online COVID era, and I know a lot of other teams had those struggles too. That yeah, was a really course, rough yeah. time. Of course, I kind of like I understand. Yeah. Like it is tough, and like when you're dealing with this type of stuff, like it's just gonna drive you crazy potentially in like some yeah. ways where it's just like, all right, I just need to change. Like because yeah. mentally, I'm not doing too well, but. Yeah, you know, just as a fan, I guess, you know, looking yeah, on the yeah. outside, you're just like, man, could have stuck around a little longer. <laughs> just going back to 2019 for a second, does it feel like three years ago since you won here in Cologne and Lanxess, or does it feel more like, I don't want to say yesterday, but three years is a long chunk of time, more really, now in, in Counter-Strike. It feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I don't even, like, remember it too much, to be honest. <laughs> you don't feel like the reigning champ? The reigning uh, champ inside the Lanxess? I mean... Uh, not necessarily, but I know I was the last person to raise it. I mean, hey, secondly, I mean, when I raised the trophy, I actually went up there and I raised it. So I was the last one to touch and raise the Cologne trophy. So I'm down to do it again. Yeah, why not? Do you, do you think, do you guys, I mean, do you, you're always going to say yes, but I mean, when you look at this bracket, Mavi Star into Phase into potentially Navi or Strauss on this side, do you, do you see some real opportunity for you guys to call some upsets and just wreck this bracket? Yeah, I mean, with how we performed, like, in the group stage and, like, how we were mentally, like, really, really strong, in my opinion, like, we were just, like, that was, like, the biggest hurdle for Liquid is being like mentally yes. strong, and I think we like overcame that really well during the group stage. And yeah, like I said, like we played Movie Stars first round. Of course, they're playing really well. Like there's a reason they're there in the quarterfinals with us. And I believe we can beat them. And then even if we get into the next round versus Phase, uh, I believe that we could beat them as well. Even like when Phase won like the major and stuff like that, right. I feel like a lot of other teams weren't in good places when they won those events. In my opinion, okay, like there there wasn't like a true dominant factor. Whereas like if Navi, like, obviously, with how their personal lives have been affected by other things, it's just, like, there was no dominant, no other dominant team to fight them, really, in my opinion. So, FaZe kind of got away with murder in some of these games, in my opinion. Okay. In these wins. That's nice. I like that. I like this. That's so, now we heard that you beat Movi, and then we can build up <laughs> Naf versus Twist as a storyline as well. Yeah, perfect. That'll be a great. Like, all, right, yeah. all right, guys. I'm going to make that relationship sound playing, horrible on a I'll podcast. be playing the second best Canadian player. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a question since you just mentioned the, the mental state of the team being strong. Was there a moment in that spirit game? Probably the moment would have been when Yekendar chose to rotate all the way back around through mid in the oh, 2v1 killed me. in overtime. Was there a moment during that clutch where you were just like, oh god, here it comes? Oh my goodness, <laughs> I actually remember I was watching that. And I was only watching Elijah's point of view. Yeah. And they were both coming out like the short area on, like, on B. And I yeah. was like... We were like we won like John like lit the first like he lit the first guy coming and then he died but then the second guy was like one HP wonderful or whatever yeah and I'm just like oh we won like Mary like you can gonna get the trade he's banana and then <laughs> he dies and then I go back I'm like he's running mid I'm like wait no. wait <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> But yeah, oh, I mean, that one was funny. Yeah, I mean, I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> I think everyone in the world was like. That. I mean, I like uh, I understand. Mary said like his own way of thinking about it, but when I thought about him, like I'm like, dude, that's like that's like if you're gonna rotate around Mirage, yeah, all the way back to mid, but the bomb is playing a default. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Have to see it. Yeah, so I'm just like, wait, I'm like, I mean, whatever. Yeah. You know, it happens. There that goes. <laughs> it happens. Next, a young guy, you know, he'll learn. You know, uh, yeah. maybe when it gets to those close match point situations, just play with your team a little. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. man, just small criticism. Yeah. <laughs> all in good fun. All in good fun. Oh uh, dear. Uh, look, I sat there on media day, and I was uh, with Elise, and we were going through how he sets up. Mm -hmm. He's very particular. Are you a particular kind of guy when you set up, or are you just, yeah, okay. Dude, I, like, honestly, like, I just set up, and I'm just like, just put my monitor, I'm like, my monitor looks straight, and then people are like, dude, like, your monitor's, like, crooked. I'm, like, it looks straight to me when I'm playing, so I'm like, I'm cool with it. And, like, they would, like, they'd be, like, matching, like, their desk heights, like, your kinder's asking, like, John, like, what's the desk height in the liquid facility, so I need to get used to it, and I'm just, like, sitting, I'm just like, 
Yeah, it's right to me, I guess. Keyboard. Like I'll be flat. playing. I'll be playing on like because you know like they have like the they, you can like see the measurements on like how high and yeah. the desk is. Like I'm just like all right, whatever feels right. Okay, let's play. Okay. Yeah. That that does That's nap. that fits. It yeah, that definitely entirely. fits. All right, so nothing, nothing. We're not doing any of those segments with Matt anytime soon. No, well, we could. We could actually. It could be just funny. be quite the contrast. Yeah. We could have John going and explaining to me exactly why he's made every single decision in NAFCO and yeah, whatever. Mine this is, a this is all right. Yeah, yeah, it feels right. Yeah, it feels right. I guess that's kind of how we encapsulate you as a player anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Like you seem like you're never phased by anything. You're always cool, calm, and collected. And then when shit needs to go down, NAF's coming through and winning some crazy clutch. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I, I uh, yeah usually for the most part like I'm pretty calm. I definitely did have like some moments in the series and like the group stages. I remember like playing like Spirit and Zero Zero Nation and like yeah we're playing versus Zero Zero Nation and like we were like losing a lot of rounds and I like I just didn't understand it and I was just like man like, what is going on guys? Like, <laughs> a little, what's happening? <laughs> a little little like, frustration building up. Yeah, but yeah no uh, I got through it in the past. Like after like the next few days like I was fine. I was, like playing against like Cloud Nine, playing against Spirit and all that I was fine. OC seems to be super comfortable with you guys. Yeah, no, that's like the really nice thing about with Josh and like OC is just like he's just he like when I played with Grim, mm -hmm. like I I knew like Grim had like a lot to he needed like a lot of stuff to work on, you know, like his mental and everything like that. Obviously, during that team in that state, it was like really hard. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Jason, as you know, and uh, but it was like when I, when I played with Grim, I just knew that he like he didn't really have like the special like it factor. I knew he has potential. I knew he could be a strong player, and there's a reason that's why we picked him up because we did see him as like one of the best up and coming North American players. But like when you see like Josh playing and like when you talk to him and when he's talking to you and he says stuff about and about things like you just understand it and you're like all right this guy kind of he has it yeah I can see he has it it's all about just like gaining experience and more just playing more games and understanding more things when it comes to the situational things yeah uh, but yeah no he's super he calms really well he takes criticism really well I know that's what Merrick loves about him that like he'll listen to anything he says and he actually learns from it and goes with it so yeah no he's Insane. I mean, even you saw in the group stage, like, yeah, yeah, like a lot of insane rounds. Well, you guys probably don't win that series against Double O Nation without him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. And then, I mean, I know, I know the Furio one. I remember, like, one of the Ancient, rounds. he had yeah, a bunch Ancient, of clutches. Yeah, I remember, like, one round, like, I was watching, like, it was, like, the one on A where, like, I was, I was watching, like, I was watching Yakinder, and, like, yeah. he was fighting a guy in Donut and Ancient, and I just see, like, the kill feed, like, uh, OC just coming out, came up, coming out temple, and he gets like three yeah. kills of the op. Yeah. And I see like OC, OC, OC. I'm like, <laughs> great. And I'm just watching Yakinder like with this crazy little one v one. Nothing's happening. But yeah, yeah it's yeah, he's super. He's insane. He has the potential, and I know he can be one of the best players. Like, and I think someone even mentioned it. Like, he was like the he could become like the next kind of like Skadoodle. Kind of I think he's he's gonna eclipse Skadoodle. I think like I know, I think he can overcome that. But like yeah. I'm just saying, like he's like that next since. big offer. Yeah, yeah. Like, since like yeah. you can be like okay, like Certainly he's, he's the real deal. Like he can actually perform. I'm trying to think the other North American all that have been in that period, right? Like, it's really hard to actually list them. Even I'm trying to think. Uh, you could, like JDM? NAF had some time as an offer. <laughs> well, everybody <laughs> opted that liquid right? roster. You, Stewie, Nitro, everyone was open back then. Yeah. But that's the thing, it's like, the OC is someone, when he was on, I guess, ATK, or who did they become? Whatever they yeah, became. Extra salt. Yeah. Extra salt, yeah. But like, he was clearly the star of that team, right? Yeah, he was yeah. the, the driving force, and he was as an AWPA, and the things he was doing is like, that's what you want an AWPA to do. He's mm -hmm. not like a hobby AWPA, he's not doing it just to hold angles, like, yeah. he can change a game for you guys. Yeah, it's like, even like when I tried to AWP, like, I clearly, like, I didn't like, obviously I'm someone that doesn't really put too much time into it, but like, I was trying my best to like, kind of do some things to like, learn how to AWP, but there's just so much more to it. Like you have to like I, I was thinking too much like as a rifler like when I was opping yeah. and like I didn't think about like some of the other things to do as an opper and stuff like that. So 
I know, like, if you op, like, a lot, like, you just have a completely different mindset. And I know his mindset right. in opping is just, like, he just understands it. He knows how to shoot a sniper. Like, Oppers always seem to have, like, a certain quality to yeah, their yeah, personality. Yeah. Like, he could probably play, like, any other game. Whereas, like, Scott, he played, like, uh, ABA and stuff like that. And, like, yeah. I don't know. I just get that vibe from him where he can play other FPS games and he can just be, like, that unique type of sniper or opera guy. Yeah. Okay. I have another one here. Um, has pistol rounds been a conversation for you guys going into the weekend? Uh, I remember like it was a little bit of a struggle at the start, but I feel like towards the end it wasn't too bad. I think we were splitting some pistols. Yeah, look, thirty-five uh, percent uh, overall one. Uh, so that that's that's not ideal. Uh, <laughs> but because this is like a new roster, right? Mm-hmm. And it, I feel like that's something that in the four days, because I think we need to talk about the four days, you have a lot of time to work on those details. Yeah, of course, yeah, no, I mean, that's pretty much like all we've like been doing like a lot of the days, and I think that's like why it was like, why we've come out like, can come out of the gate like kind of gunning, you know, it's like, even during like our boot camp, like we just have like so many, so many talks about like everything and like even pistol rounds and stuff like that. and. I mean, I remember like, I mean, it could be worse. I remember in Kev, you say like we won like every pistol and we had a 0% conversion rate (laughs) and like every pistol. I was like, this is, I don't know if it was worse, dude. Winning a pistol and getting eco. Yeah, you'd almost rather just lose the pistol. (laughs) Yeah, no, It's so much more frustrating to lose that second round. Oh, oh. Oh, no, boy. I filtered it. I see an American flag on the bottom. Yeah, I filtered it by by CT side. Oh, boy. You guys won um, one out of 10 CT pistols. I mean, yeah, I feel like that kind of sounds about right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really sure what's what's wrong with our pistols. Glock users. But that's mostly. all right. Like, we, that, that is at least something. And I guess against Movi, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is a conversation. Actually, I, I saw Nitro and OC coming back into the hotel last night as I was leaving. And I was talking about the time off and the days. I was like, how are you guys finding it? Is it too long? Um, and then I was saying, from my perspective, I'm looking at the matchup that I'm casting, which is Astralis versus Mouse. Yeah. And I'm sitting here going, well, what maps are we looking at? Because I could sit here and I could go, well, these would make the most sense. But when both teams have four days to think about what the other team is likely going to pick as their pick, right? And yeah. they know what we're likely going to pick as our pick. Does that change what you were going to make as your pick? Because with four days of prep time, it's a lot of prep time. Yeah, um, yeah no, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly not too much. I'm not really sure to think about like how that is. Um, I know for me, like how I think personally about it, like, I understand there's, there's like a break, but... When I'm at, like at events, like you may you may like have like this like insane map or like playing these certain ways like in practice, but it's all about how you feel like at the event. Like when you mm-hmm. show up to the event, and like we would say like oh like our inferno feels like a little rusty, let's like not play it. But then we'd play it and then we'd beat someone like that's really insane. Then you're like yeah. okay, we're probably feeling inferno. Let's just keep picking it. So I don't know if Movie Star is gonna change too much uh, about some of that stuff. Like I know they've gotten some big wins like on even on like maps like Inferno. I think they'd be G two and Navi on it. So. Yeah. You don't know. It's like, are they just gonna stick with their Inferno? Even though I don't know if it's necessarily their best map, but they mm. beat top teams on that map. So what are you gonna go with? Are you gonna go with your comfort or right. with like what's happened recently, in like mm. playing the top teams? With, with all with with Yekindar coming in and like the conversation has just been how he's like been able to help you guys like refresh and update and catch you up on the meta and everything like that. Does it feel like your map pool has kind of dropped off, or do you still feel like you have like a solid as a team, mm. like a deep? map I think pool? we actually have like some maps that we're actually pretty pretty comfortable on, and coming to this event. Uh, we are pretty actually confident with like the map pool that we kind of have but yeah like you said like this is like really hard to like be away yeah. from practicing and playing in top european competition for a while and yeah obviously with your kinder it helped us like a lot with like him telling us about like how a lot of things how teams are doing and how teams are playing and stuff like that so 
I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's been super important with all the help that he's been giving us. What's been the, the big difference? Like, I know just talking to a couple of the guys over, over media days and everything, you guys have been, uh, I think Nick and I know Steve was telling me, uh, practice has been going super well. You guys have been playing really well against teams in practice, which obviously doesn't mean much. Yeah. But did you feel like there was a big switch from, like, the practice games to the official games once you had this, like, new roster? Mm, I just feel like... I feel like when playing on like this team, I feel like what I've kind of noticed about some of the people that I've been playing with for a while, it's like when it comes to the matches, you, I feel like some people don't have that killer instinct when it's match time. Okay. You know, like I yeah. feel like people play like a little bit on edge when they start out. Yeah. I mean, even sometimes like I feel like that. I remember like even on the pistol rounds that we kind of come back and talk to. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I could never hit a shot with my pistol. It just felt so off. I'm like, what's wrong? Like pistol? What's wrong? Like gun? Uh, but yeah, I mean. Just I just feel like mentally when we come into matches, we start like a little slow. And I feel like that just like happens like a lot. And that's just like always been like a liquid thing. It's just kind of like mentality, I guess. Like some people yeah. are just like aren't going into the server with knowing that like, all right, we're going to destroy these guys. It's more about like, all right, let's win a pistol and see how it goes. So I think that's just like some things we always just need to work on. Okay. Well, I look, I think this is very exciting for the future of North American Counter-Strike being at the top still. Because I think a lot of people were worried that like, it was gonna, you guys were gonna shake down, and mm. we also heard a lot of rumors about like, is, is Nav going to EG? Is he gonna go with Breeze? Is is, da is Daps gonna be over there as well? You know, we all heard of those rumors a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the core of this roster, yeah. I, I think if we made the core of the team, you, Elige, and OC, right? Uh, I'm not taking Nitro out of the mix, but he did just return from from Valorant, yeah. and mm -hmm. Yukinda's the import, which seems to be <laughs> going well. But that seems to be the modus operandi for Liquid. Always have some import of some variety. Yeah, yeah. like. Um, but it feels like you guys are showing, hey, North American Counter-Strike, it hasn't gone anywhere. We just didn't have a great time. And now we're... Because you don't just wake up and you lose the skill, especially mm -hmm. like with you and Elige. Like, yeah. you guys are some of the best players in the world. Yeah. So you guys feel like you've you've saved that whole conversation? Yeah, I mean, it's just... For me, it's just more about just, like, getting, like, constant reps, like, in, like, the practice and stuff like that, where it's, like, for us, it's, like, all right, you go to boot camp for, like... For, like, us, like, even in the previous, like, in the first half of the year, it's, like... All right, we're gonna boot camp like one week before this event because there's a problem here and all that, so we can't boot camp for two weeks. We're gonna boot camp for one week or whatever. All right, we can play one week. All right, I learned a decent amount. Now we gotta play the match. Oh, there's like still all these other things that are like we're not really understanding or like how it works. And it's just like, oh, well, you gotta go back to North America because you need to fulfill North American obligations. And then you're playing North American teams, but their play style doesn't mean anything because that's not where you play the tier one opposition. Yeah. And so it's all just pointless, even though people are like, oh, what are you talking about? You can practice in any still, but it's like, you're not even practicing the same game essentially. You know, it's like, it's completely different. Um, so that's why like, even like, I think I've even mentioned in like interviews that like one day, uh, if that's on liquid or not, I would hope to play permanently in Europe on like a European team or yeah. whatever like that. So, cause I just know that like, if you want to be the best, it's like, just like the NBA, it's like if you're European or outside the, yeah. like outside the country, it's like, you, have to go you need to go there where the best is or else yeah. you're not going to be able to do anything or achieve anything. My man. You like that. I like that. You like that answer. I like that. Fuck everything at home. <laughs> stay in there. Counter Strike's the only thing that matters. Let's go. I mean, yeah, yeah, I love what I do, so I'm not gonna yeah. complain about it. Yeah. All right. Put me in a shed. Give me a mouse and keyboard. Let's don't, go. don't, yeah, don't tempt them. Some of them will. Some <laughs> of them will actually put you in a shed. But we know he could deliver. Just, yeah, true. He That's would just true. walk into that shed and he'd be like, "This, this shed shelf is is level. I'm good." Yeah. Okay. All right. It's a little right. crooked, but it's fine. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we know that you're going to be taking on Movistar Riders on Friday night, mm -hmm. uh, which I guess from now or when people get to hear this could be very soon. Yeah, it could be 24 hours, could be 12 hours. So, uh, I don't know, do we have any parting words for Naf here? No, man, I'm going to be casting that game, so, you know, 
Nice. Doing pistol. proud. Win nice. a pistol, baby. Oh, do you have any lines that you want Jason to get in when you yeah. do something crazy? Do you have any, do you have any hype lines for yourself? Know. Honestly, I'd always laugh so hard when Trace would just come out. Like when I do my interviews, it's like, oh, we got the, I got the nastiest dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of the nastiest guys I've ever met. All right, everything you, you do got Friday night is going to be nasty. You got to throw some nasty ass nasty in there. I love that. Nasty ass sounds good inside of an arena. Yeah, it does. If I want to clutch, I'm like, damn, that's a nasty ass dude right there. Yeah, that's a nasty ass clutch. Wonderful. Thank you, Naf. Thank you, thank you. Whatever's okay. good. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we can easily do the nasty ass stuff. Nasty ass stuff is easy. Is it PG enough? Uh, well, again, it's like the operating procedure of don't ask for permission, ask for forgiveness. And no one's told us off for it. There, you know, I've, I've noticed not that, uh, you know, there's been a... We're not encouraging this, by the way. There should yeah. be a warning here, as Jason is about to say. Right, right, right. Don't, don't, don't do this at home. Uh, we've gotten a little, we've let the, the reins off a little bit at this event. Well, because I think like people are less sensitive about someone saying shit or piss. Yeah, like fuck. We've had so a lot. Of, we've had a lot of fuck in the content, though. The, but that's the players. People don't True. know the players can do whatever they within want. reason, whatever they want. Yeah, which is kind of nice. That's fair. Back when I was a player, they made me wear long pants and not flip flops. I feel that's a rare. <laughs> Did quality. they really? Yeah. When you go to events, there are like no flip flops on the stage. Yeah, they made a whole rule for it. <laughs> it was kind of upsetting. You have like the equivalent of Taco's hat. Yeah. They make taco not wear the hat. Yeah, the other one, which is the more controversial one, is the fact that uh, they made it so you couldn't talk in technical timeouts because of the minor we did in South Korea where we're in booths and the coach was on a laptop, which was on Wi-Fi. So when he started talking and the connection caught up, it was the him just talking in the middle of the round um, really fast. Yeah. Yeah. And then they put that rule in because people thought we were... Uh, exploiting technical timeouts and just talking consistently even though it was a shit setup. Yeah, also there's plenty of teams that you could point to over the years that actually did exploit technical... Or turn around and look at the yeah. screen in the middle of a match. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll, we'll keep those names out of our mouth. We don't want to get slapped anytime soon. Uh, I could have done a lot more with that reference. I think. You could have done a little bit more. It's yeah. okay. We'll get there. You can't nail them all. But uh, look, Naf, he's, he's a pretty chill dude, but I think people don't really get to see him in, I want to say, the environment that he was with us. Yeah, not too often. I think that's the hard part is like uh, the, the constant like media and questions about, about purely Counter-Strike stuff uh, probably immediately puts you in a little bit more of a shell. Also. Yeah. yeah. But he's, a, he's a, like, Naf's, Naf's the type of guy that you'd want to spend a night with, you know? You, you're more than happy to have a couple of drinks or whatever. I said Absolutely. spend a night with. I, I don't mean like that unless... Unless you're in it, in you know, nothing that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, and maybe you are. Uh, but Naf is spoken for, so get in line. Uh... But I, I think I think here it's interesting that Liquid even made the playoffs. They weren't on my radar. They they for me were like a fifty. I thought they would go into that final game to get into the playoffs, which they did. And I thought that would be, I thought that would be like fifty fifty if they went in. I probably probably wouldn't have necessarily predicted them to go in. Um, but it was, you know, I know when I first got here, the first thing I did when I saw Steve is went up and talked with him, and I hadn't seen him that kind of excited about how the team was functioning. Uh, in a long time um, I got the same sentiment yeah so, Acc accountability was the favorite word he used for me about the mm -hmm. Kinder edition well they needed they needed a player to come in and like unite the team right they needed someone to come in and really kind of take charge and um, you know when I was there it was kind of trying to there was just a full leadership collapse like I think I think that that team kind of really underestimated how much of like a glue figure and a leadership figure Nitro was when he was gone um, I think they probably overestimated uh, Stewie's ability to kind of take over that team and be that leader um and, and it was just it was a very difficult thing watching there there being no leadership so it was hard to hold people to accountability because even the people who were supposed to be the examples and the leaders 
we're not there. Mm. We're, we're not at that position. So, um, yeah, it's it's good that someone kind of came in and has got them into that position. And obviously, all the players are responding and uniting around them. Because I think I think after this much time, when you hit rock bottom like they did, you kind of know that you need someone like that. Yeah, the, the thing, the easiest thing for me of the tell was they looked like they were having a good time, even in close games. Like normally when Liquid would be in a close game in the past, they would look very unhappy. Even they look defeated. Yeah, yeah, but still somehow trying to win. But yeah. now like they actually look like they want to be a team or want to be a unit. Yeah. So I think that's the cool thing with Liquid. But what about this? Because Jason, we're going to do a post-Cologne show. Sure. So we can probably break down the aftershocks of what's going to happen to like a G2 or an Ants or whatever then. Yeah, let's just do... Playoff teams. Yeah, let's let's look at who who we've got getting through. So uh, with, with the bracket right now, it is going to be Mouse and Australis as the opening game on the top side of the bracket as quarterfinal number one. The winner of that will play Navi in the semifinals uh, on the Saturday at three thirty, and then on the upper side, well, the other side of the bracket, Movistar versus Liquid, the game that we were just discussing uh, briefly with Naf, and the winner of that will take on Phase. Let's. Uh, you want to stick with this this side because we we do have the Liquid touching point. Yep. Uh, and then we'll jump into the Mouse Australis side after, but. Uh, the way I look at this game is even though Liquid is a new team quote unquote with the addition of Yakinda, they still have an extremely experienced roster compared to Movistar who's already overperformed like I, I don't want to I'm not going to sit here and say I think Movistar are bedwetters or they're going to shit the bed or anything like that but there, there's quite truly something that comes with being on a stage and you either embrace it or you crumble to that pressure and the only way we find out is at 7pm on Friday night yeah right like that's it yeah and i mean you know i don't i don't know how much stock you put in the fact that valencia they were on a little bit of a stage it's sure. obviously no About comparison 500 people yeah no comparison yep. to this but i mean there might be like a little bit of experience of just being able to avoid some of the most basic jitters but i think probably once you get out into that crowd screaming with fifteen thousand people that's going to be a different experience. I have an interesting angle with this, right? Because okay. I think about the names that came before the Liquid and Astralis and the names that came before those. Everybody gets their shine by beating legends, yeah. right? And this is the thing for Movistar. Mopoz, Sampaios, that's where the conversation is around right now. Those two being, you know, very influential players. Mm -hmm. If they go against a Liquid, which we touched on being the 2019 Cologne champions, legendary names from North American CS, yeah. Sampaios does, you know, a crazy orp round. Mopoz does one of these crazy pushes. And they do it in front of those people and they react the way they do. Right? We've seen them in the group stage. Yeah. How la This is how they go from being a plucky underdog who's on a great run to the stars of tomorrow. And that's really exciting to me. Now, I'll, t I'll tell you, I think there's that is really exciting. That would be that would obviously be cool, and that would be a cool thing to be able to continue telling that story. I'll say, I think one thing that scares me the most is not so much crumbling under that stage pressure. What I'm more worried about is if they kind of like overreact to the stage pressure. Like, you know, how, how excited and how hyped they get. I think it's going to be very easy to have a big moment and kind of lose yourself in the adrenaline rush of an exciting moment or a big time clutch, mm. and, and like you kind of fall off the tracks that way, right? And I could very much see Movistar being one of those teams that I think just gets it's a little bit too crazy, a little bit too excited, and the wheels start coming off. Yeah, that'll be interesting, right? Because in terms of Liquid and them getting fired up, it really does just look like your kinder and him trying to pull other names with him, which if something crazy happens, you can't not just get involved in the hype, right? Mm -hmm. But the experience factor there, Liquid are not going to get shaken, even if Movi do something that they deem is crazy. But Liquid will be like, yeah, all right, we've been here before. Yeah, You guys remember Cold Zero? Like... You know, it's yeah. for them. It's not really going to be too much of an issue in that sense, and I don't think they're going to have the, the. They're there for Naf, Elige, and Nitro. It's just another day at the office, and yeah. I know that they haven't been there in some time, but they already know what it's like to be a championship caliber squad. And the office has brighter lights in it now. 
office is looking good. True. With the Ekendar coming in, yeah, everything's, you're right. everything's you're gone right. up. They're feeling, I like even just talking, I mean, we just, NAF obviously, but even just like talking with Elise and, and Nitro, like and Steve, and the, just the, everything around that team just seems to be on a positive trajectory at the moment. So would you predict Liquid over Mavi just on that factor? Yeah, I am. I think it's going to be a 2 0. I know a couple of the other guys predicted like 2 1s, and we've had the conversations over at Media Day and everything like that, but I think this is going to be, I don't know if, I don't know if it's going to be easy. But I think it's going to be a pretty convincing 2-0. I want Movi to push the boundaries of what we think is possible, right? And I want them to be competitive for the sake of Movi sure. in the future. Yeah. But I think that Liquid should pip them at the post here and then set up for the phase versus Liquid matchup, which is obviously Twist going up against his old Liquid team, yeah. which I think is, is really cool. Uh, that whole storyline. And also with Explosive Counter-Strike being played from both teams and Liquid actually maybe even being the slower and more by the book team in certain rounds it could be starting to shift that way it really could be a fun game of cs like as a stage match those are the type of players you want in the server i think that match of this entire bracket has the most upset potential in it that's a fair liquid beating fish out yeah i don't know exactly how much of an upset potential there is but that i think that's a that's a winnable game for liquid even this early in their their lifespan especially if they have a good series against movistar and just can carry that forward and you start to get to a position where we already can tell from the way they're talking about things that they're really kind of believing in the adaptations and the changes that they've made within the squad and then all of a sudden you get one solid stage win over movistar go into phase and i mean we even heard from naf he didn't seem he didn't seem too concerned about phase as a matchup that's curious yeah and i'm interested to see how that shakes out with with the tournament going forward but right? i guess that's the only way you can be if you're if you're naf or if you're a liege if you're nitro and you've lifted this trophy the last time we were in the lanxess you won the grand slam on this stage i don't think there's there's really no reason for you to 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 be have a lack of confidence going into that game sure yeah i don't know that one right there i still lean towards phase but you're right i could make a case for liquid winning mm-hmm. like where whereas for movi it's harder for me to make a case because the proving starts with round one on the stage. Yeah. We don't have any information that we can look at, right? And then uh, I guess, like, even though you think there's upset potential, though, surely you still have FaZe winning. I would predict FaZe to win it. If you had, yeah, if you've been safe. Now, let, uh, let me get there to a certain degree. You know, let me see how Liquid looks against Movistar. I might, I might decide to fly the flag a little bit, that, you know, going into that. Well, you're game. allowed to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, that, that surely FaZe should be the... Uh, the predicted winner i you know I, even even during this crazy run of phase to start the year i and some there are some aspects of their game that i still lack some confidence in um okay that's a team that had to have a lot of comebacks do you feel like phase though like with what you're saying right now do you, they must like get this sentiment as well because if i'm phase i'm like why are people sleeping on us man? <laughs> like people think navi are gonna beat us yeah like, we're the rainy major champ people are talking about liquid being able to beat us i think we there's one caveat as well it was with all the games and the broadcasting that we did throughout the week phase was never on the mainstream so i don't know if you really get to watch a whole lot of phase games i haven't dropped a map yeah yeah <laughs> but i haven't like actually sat down and been able to like watch a phase game you know sure I think for me, early on, it was uh, good stuff from Rain. Rain yeah. was playing well earlier and Twists. Okay. The thing that I had question marks about is the biggest X factor of the team being Brokey, right? Because yeah. especially when you think about the competition he would find himself in if it is the FaZe versus Navi final. I don't want to say he's the odd one out because I'm not trying to disrespect Brokey. I think he's a very good player. Yeah. But you are going up against the best player in the world. Not just like the best player in your role, like the best player to literally ever touch the video game series of Counter-Strike. Yeah. So if Brokey hadn't had an impact game or same with Rops, who were both a little bit quiet in some of the earlier group stage matches until they got to the game against Astralis, 
then I would have been a little bit worried because you go into that when nobody had a good game and those two didn't have a good game in the group stage, for example. And then by the time you get to the playoffs, you have five days off and then they have to start performing. At least maybe they get a bit more hype behind them. No, we haven't dropped a map. We're here. Everyone's had a good game because Twist had a good game. Rain had a good game. Carrigan's been calling. Well, that's good. That's what I want. Like, yeah. I don't want to go because FaZe are being labeled now, not as a couple of superstars. They're being labeled now as a team. This is a team effort. That's kind of the way that I know the analysts are starting to, to peg them. Yeah, well, because they don't have any like clear-cut superstar. And I think it's it's been a minute since we've had like a team like really at the top of the standings that hasn't had that clearly defined, like one of the top three or four play, best players in the world. Like, you know, Navi with Simple, obviously. Um, the different, you know, lineups with Zaiwu in it as well. Nico with G2. You have that superstar phase. Doesn't really have that one that you would peg. Um, I will say, I think the fact that we're all kind of I don't know, sleeping on phase, let's just say a little bit. I think that's probably good for them because if you look at their like kind of rise up at the beginning of the year, we all knew they were going to be good with Rops in it. But the first conversation at Katowice was no pressure. They mm, have this weird stand-in situation. Yeah. Um, you move on to Pro League and you're like, okay, cool. They had that big win, but man, it was a little shaky. Had to have some comebacks in very close games. Let's see what they can do here. They win Pro League, obviously then go on to win to Major. Um, but then all the attention was on them. And then the conversation shifted to like, is this going to be an era? Because we like to start that conversation far too early these days. Well, we're kind of, we're trying to get ahead of the yeah, future. Right. Because we can build them up now. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yep. No, I understand why. But then you have that conversation on, can they start an era? How many games are they going to win? Who the hell can actually stop phase? And then they just plummet and crumble. Yeah. Um, so I think it's actually kind of good that there's not any attention on because they can go back to that like, yeah, there's in a certain level, um, there's no pressure. Although Kerrigan has done a very good job of applying pressure to themselves in sure. his, in his interviews leading into this i respect that though knowing yeah. that they need intensity in certain games especially like the placement match for the bracket yeah they lose there and navi win the idea they that, screw the whole bracket exactly because i'm going to be honest and i don't mean to disrespect any Mouse australis movi or liquid fans out there but this for me the rest of the bracket is the undercard yeah right you all get to watch Mouse versus australis and movi versus liquid we can all have some fun might be some good counter-strike with those two then you get some nice warm-up matches. How are Navi looking, right? How have they yeah. been after five days? Are they loose? Are they ready to go? Phase, you know, are they swinging? And then you get into what everybody in the main event. So I really just want to see the Navi. Look, no I, matter no matter how much upset potential there is in Liquid over Phase, if we don't get Navi Phase in the grand final. Well, we had, we, that's the thing. We, we can't, we can't miss that with this being the final event of the season, yeah. right? And this will determine who the number one team in the world is. Yeah, it will. Like if they fade, that, that's that's. I think on what HLTV they're like they're like sixty points apart from it's each so other. Close. Yeah, it's, they they just overtook them on Monday's updated rankings. I asked Twist when we we're doing some media stuff. I said, "Do you take that personally?" He went, "Yeah." We don't. We looked at it. What did they do to take it over <laughs> us? They may have won really? Lisbon, but SDY came in. He didn't bring any points. Yeah, Twist was like, "What? Why?" So yeah. that's good. More motivation. Well, I did. Yanko and I did the the six way conversation with uh, Simple SDY and then Kerrigan and Rain, and none of those four people cared. Yeah, okay. <laughs> none of those four people gave a shit. They were laughing about it. They Maybe Twist was just giving me some answers. I said, "Listen, man, we want some hype stuff here. Yeah, you know, yeah. we need something for the for right, the quick right. cuts." He, he was giving you the entertainment. He's playing the part. Yeah. All right, let's jump to the other side. Let's say FaZe get to the final, just just sure. for the final we want to see. Yep. On the other side, Mounds versus Astralis. Uh, can I fly the flag for Dexter? Yeah, you absolutely can. Okay, cool. Sure. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Mal's win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and podcast. Um, you know, this one, I think Mal's Astralis has, I don't know, I guess I would say upset potential. This one, this one kind of scares me a little bit just because I, don't, I, don't, I still don't know what to think of Astralis. I'm still not ready to be like, hey, this is a team that looks like they're fully functioning, well-oiled machine. They've got a huge jump in performance from Config that hasn't been there for the last three months. Zip as well. A huge jump in performance from Zip. Like, 
everything at the moment. Now, I will say one thing that's quite nice for them. Blaine F is the number two rated player at the event so far. Yes, and I think that he should have. He probably won't for the trolls out there on the internet. But if you watch him now, it's very infrequent. He is in a low impact position getting kills. More often than not now, the way that he's positioning himself or how they're using him, he is being used as a very good weapon, right? It's not just hey dude you can get three exit kills and that's fine it's like he's finding impact and yeah. you've got to put some respect on the name because blame's going to the gym every night between like 1 or 2 a.m and the rest of the time i think he's doing like some ridiculous amount of like bots or deathmatch every day like the guy has a clear goal yeah uh and i think the only way that he can shrug anything that the community's thrown on him is by just winning like that's it like yeah. he can just he can only be good also i'll say i don't think blame f never strikes me as a kind of person when i when i walk past him that gives a, a damn about that nah. stuff nah. Yeah, well he's he got his own orbit doesn't he yeah, so, yeah. you know yeah, he he's probably got bigger things to worry about right yeah but yeah i don't know i i find it hard as well i just but, then because you go to the other side too i don't think mouse is anything crazy like i think mouse's big problem is like i think one of the stories that we've kind of latched onto from speaking to the mouse players here um is that you know after one of their recent events having a team conversation and really changing some of the ways that they play and call the t sides especially in a way that, that certain players are positioned but when i watch them and cast them very one-dimensional. Mm. They were like in that old pack mentality, four ones, five people in the same place, kind of overwhelm and swarm a bombsite. But the more experienced teams and more experienced leaders like Glaive, and once you get to the Nobbies, and once you get to these playoff brackets, they're going to read that. Yeah, and I think the thing was they had very good T-sides. When mm -hmm. is that going to end? Yeah. Uh, Torji with the AWP is, I think he's the second best clutcher at the event. It goes okay. OC with nine clutches, uh, Torji with eight, and Simple with seven. I think it is okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. You've been looking at your stats. Yeah, I got a few in there. But I think the comparison here is the same as like the one with Liquid Movi. Mao's having no experience and Astralis having all of it. But for whatever reason, I don't look as, at that for Astralis the same way. Maybe because Blame hasn't played on that many stages. I don't think it's an issue for him, right? Yeah. But Farley hasn't either. Config in the North and Dignitas days had a bit more. Uh, and then you obviously have Glaive and Zip, but it's not as stark of a contrast. Yeah. Like that, that's where I, for me, it kind of falls off a bit, but then for Mousesports having no experience other than Frozen and especially having your in-game leader who's never been on a stage before yeah. of this, I think he's the first Australian ever to be in the playoffs of the Lancers, right? Okay. Uh, I think I'll have to double check that yeah, one. Yeah. I haven't looked at my stats. JKS? I'm just pulling shit out of my ass. Oh no, he wouldn't mm, have been. No. Nah. No. Um, so I worry for Mousesports there, but like, that's why I, I, I think... I think if Mouse can somehow deflect the stage, which is almost impossible, yeah. or embrace it um, and not play too loose Counter-Strike, I think they can beat Astralis. And they also took yes. a map off of Na'Vi. Yeah. So I would just lean to Mouse. Just. Well, that's that's the fun. The way you set it up earlier of like having like the three distinct groups of two teams is what makes this one so interesting because Mouse is part of that. Just like toss a coin, the inexperience is either going to crush them or they're they're going to rise above it. Yeah. And there's no way to know that until we start the game. What if we put it this way? It doesn't matter who's going to win that game because neither of them are beating Na'Vi. Yeah, that's fun. Okay. I think that Na'Vi versus whoever is going to be whatever. Yeah. So it feels like Na'Vi have the slightly easier side to the bracket, yeah. but only slightly. Mm -hmm. um, and then hopefully we get the Na'Vi, uh, Navi phase final that everybody wants to see. Yeah. And then that, this one here, is an honest question for everybody listening at home. Go, go to your bathroom. Look in the mirror. Look yourself in the eye. Throw your Navi jersey in the dirty laundry basket while you're asked this question. Or your FaZe jersey. Do you truly know which of these two teams is better than the other? Because I don't. I do not. I can make a case either way. Yeah. Best of five. All the maps. We know we're getting no vertigo. 
And they love it. They love the best of five. That was another question we asked him during the little six Really? Minute. I was like, how do you guys feel about the best of five and the grand final? Simba just goes, I love it. He got a big smile on his face. Kerrigan said the same thing. It's basically like the concept of um, he's just like, when you get into a match against a team like FaZe, and like when you get into a match that you know is going to decide who's number one, he didn't say this verbatim, but like against number one, like that is the big time match that gets him excited. So yeah. he's like, bring on more Counter-Strike. Like if it's a match like this, Bring it all on. Okay. I don't want to be playing best of threes, best of fives against like the twenty ranked team. It's phase. It's number two, number one. Let's let's do it all. I love that. Yeah. Right. Like I I like that the title fight is best. And I know a lot of people don't. It's too long. You don't have to watch it all. Just come back for the you know. Just keep an eye yeah. on. Just opening game. Yeah. Maybe take the second one off. Yeah. Run to the store. I keep it on the TV. Yeah. Get on your Peloton. Yeah, or maybe background. maybe you don't have a Peloton. Do some do some sit ups. Play with your dog. Be in sit the ups. kitchen. Yeah. But. That is like, and when a best of five goes to five, oof. That fifth map is oof. fun. I, you know, it's funny. I th actually think if it goes to five, I'll tell you this right now, I think FaZe is going to have an advantage. Okay. I think if it goes to five, I think FaZe in that fifth map was going to be a really dangerous beast. I'll agree with that sentiment because I think Carrigan has more experience yeah. calling in that environment, whereas Electronic at that point is probably going to go, I have to keep in-game leading. I'm exhausted. Leading. <laughs> yeah, like, this is actually hard. Yeah. Normally we're winning 2-0. And stylistically, this? Kerrigan's like, he can, he can call off the fly, right? He can call off the cuff. He's just like, he's just putting it all together and just can come up with a plan and... Yeah, that'll be interesting. But I think if it goes to five, I think FaZe have, a, have an edge going in that final map. And I, I think this time around, both teams feel more equipped for this match. Yeah. The major final, I'm casting it. I finished casting that. I walk into the, to the green room after. Everyone's like, yeah, that was sick. And I was like, I know what just happened. But like that felt, for me as a color commentator, whose job it is, is to like hype up the plays and the moments and everything. I knew Didn't give you gonna, a lot of moments. I knew he was going to win the entire, even with the little fake comeback. Yeah, it yeah. felt, it did, it all felt like one felt way traffic the entire time. Felt, and that's not discrediting FaZe's win. Right? Yeah. They were playing great Counter-Strike. But it's more just talking about the vibe. There was a vibe. Uh, yeah. And, right? I know what you mean. There's like an aura around it where you just know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, you'd love to be able to hype it up and hype up a comeback of some sort and it's just not there. This one I don't until we get into the server. And then maybe once we're in the server, that'll change. But this is what we want, right? You can only list this so many times. We have uh, actually Carmack coming up next who pointed this out. Uh, speaking about the fact that Navi have the opportunity for Electronic and Simple to be the first two people to ever win three Colognes. Oh, that'd be and crazy. And FaZe could be the first team ever to win Katowice, a major, and Cologne in the same calendar year. But uh, speaking of Carmack, let's get him in. Well, uh, we're here with the face of ESL, Jason Moses O'Toole, and <laughs> Carmack is joining us too. Uh, no, no, The no, man no. behind the curtain. Yeah. Uh, so we, we did actually get the most recognizable man uh, from ESL. True. Right? That's pretty true. Yeah. You're the front man. Did you know you're the front man? Uh, I probably have the largest Twitter follower count. So. Is that how you, you measure up against everyone else in the office? No, it's secondary, but... You know, <laughs> Do you bring that up in meetings when someone disagrees? A, if there is a metric for how well known you would be in esports, probably a Twitter account number. Like not a lot of people know Craig Levine's name, necessarily. Shh. Well, they yeah. do now. Jeez. Doing, doing my best work <laughs> to take the pressure off of me. <laughs> Torbel. <clears throat> yes, Craig Torbel Levine, yes. the founder of Team 3D, co-founder of ESEA, yeah. uh, and the CEO of the ESL Facebook group, co-CEO. What's his phone number? Let's put that <laughs> <laughs> His email, where he lives. <laughs> Hold on a second, let me see. <laughs> but, but okay, so you're trying to make Craig the front man now? No, I just happen to be one of the people that the community recognizes because I interact with the community actively. And we thank you for that because I think it's very important for there to be a face 
to the machine, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure when people see you, at least those who were initiated with Counter-Strike, we know who's initiated. there. Well, we are. Less so than, than before, but yeah. Well, well yeah, let's, let's get in. We wanted to bring you on here to, we wanted to peel back the curtain a little bit and give like a different angle to, to these events. So I guess the, the best place to start is just to, let's, I mean, just straight up, like when did you guys start planning the return to the Lanxess at IM Cologne? Like how long ago did you guys start looking at this event and start working out the details and ideas? So uh, I need to add, before I answer, I need to sure. add one little thing to the previous part of the conversation <laughs> <coughs> is I often get misplaced credit and misplaced, you know, hatred okay. uh, for things that I'm not involved with, like directly. And <laughs> um, so I, there is a team that works on IM Cologne. Yeah. And I'm currently kind of on the side of that team rather than directly in it. So, but generally, so having said that, generally, uh, these events take, you know, uh, 12 to nine months to plan. Uh, obviously, if you take into account booking the venue, the venue's booked over a year in advance. So yeah. that's number one. Then the logistics, uh, obviously with COVID, gets complicated whether or not we can do an event. Uh, now it's, you know, everything's opening up, so it's getting easier. Uh, so the process of, of more intense work is usually six months. Uh, that takes into account, you know, things like stage design, all the logistics, hotels. Uh, you know, we negotiate with hotels where to do the group stage and, yeah. and all of these things. So... Uh, broadly, and, and it's obviously different month, different stage of the project. Uh, so video content plans are done closer to the event, not a year in advance and things like that. So they're more costly, uh, the things and the, the things that require us to work with external companies. So we don't build our own stage. We hire a company to build the stage, for example, mm -hmm. right? Those things are done more in advance than uh you know booking tickets for talent for instance sure yeah we were booked we're here yeah i didn't have a far to come yeah i did i had a little bit of a, yeah, I had a ways well, to come after the conversation we just i don't know which order this is going to be but you heard from naf yeah you got to move to europe i know I, it's, that's apparently the rule now there's no excuse i think i can make it work as talent though okay yeah all right fair enough there's not a whole lot of i mean just there's i couldn't a, yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so look uh We've already had the first week of the event go down and everything, I think, went pretty well. Uh, we've got Navi and, and FaZe on this potential collision course for the final. Is this uh, living up to the expectations of at least you for the return to the Lanxess? How does it look from your perspective? I usually ignore results, like tournament results, okay. uh, in terms of my work. My work's not about tournament results. Uh, the work for us, as I see it, and obviously we were like, there are some people who, that like to see oh, a Twitch record broken or something, and then they go, can we curse on this podcast? Yes. We go, holy fucking shit, what a bracket this is, wow, there's going to be epicness and the numbers will go through the roof. Is I he mocking me? <clears throat> he might be. I've seen you make a couple of tweets. Like Come that. on now. Now, I don't care about the bracket from the point of view that it's, it's, a, it's a random occurrence. Sometimes Navi will win, sometimes Navi will lose. And you can't influence that. What we can influence is um, how to create the conditions for, for people involved in the show to feel emotion, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, what do I mean by this? Um, actually, 
so when you build the stage, you want to build it thoughtfully. You want to give everybody an experience with it. So uh, just the stage design. This year, for example, in the stage design, we've got uh, a very, very long catwalk. Uh, why is that? It's very conscious. It wasn't just a stage agency going, why don't we give you a long catwalk? And we're like, oh, yeah, cool. We like it, right? Uh, you want to be thoughtful about this. So the catwalk is there, for instance, it's through, all, through almost the whole arena uh, to elevate players and to give the players a moment which, which will influence them on an emotional level. So you're elevated, you feel, you almost physically feel that adoration of the thousands of people that came to Lanxess Arena to, right. to watch you play. At the same time, the catwalk's very long. That's also a conscious choice. Mm. From the point of view of you immediately, you see the stage, you see the place where you're going to be competing. The, the one of these stages that every CSGO player hopefully dreams of playing on. And it's a really long road, so it really gets to, you know, sink in. Uh, it's no longer appropriate to use comparisons like that but it's a bit, bit of a uh, you know the striptease principle it needs to last a while before you get to the stuff you you know build the anticipation it's the foreplay yeah yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. The, it's the foreplay so yeah. the that we wanted to extend that moment and make it really meaningful and really highlighted for the players because then in turn if we create the conditions for the players to feel something on stage the audience sees it in the reactions to the first headshot, to the first something in the game, right. the audience sees it and then the audience, the hive mind, will with their eyes kind of ingest that body language of the player, see how much they care and the audience in turn reacts better. Okay. And when they are louder, the players feel it more. And then again, when the players feel it more, the audience feels it more. So it's kind of like that virtual cycle where the two parties that I'm really not technically responsible for in terms of how they behave and what they do. They help each other elevate the show. Um, on the other hand, right, uh, when you look at the catwalk as well, you've got what's unique about Cologne. It's always sold out. There's not many events that are genuinely sold out that, you know, don't have a seat that's free. Well, how do we design the show so that normally cameras point to the stage and every camera points to the stage? How do we take the show away from that, you know, one wall that everybody points at where you see no fans, but there are thousands of fans in the arena. How do we make the show expose that? So, you've, you, you know, you have, a, you have a, you know, body feature that you're really proud of, like calves. You have great calves, Chad. Thank that you. You're going to wear shorts all the time, right? Um, we have... I have great calves too, but I'm in pants. It's gigantic audience, right? And when the players walk uh, in the arena, there's an or OJ Borge with a microphone walks the catwalk, there's an opportunity to really show off the scale of the event. So there's multiple things that we kind of try to, try to kill four birds sometimes with one, with one stone to give everybody a better experience. And, and, and when it comes to, you know, the bracket, things like that, I don't care because the show design happens kind of ahead of it sure. and then it's a little bit like dominoes falling right once you set the first one to go you have no influence anymore mm. 
I, I want to pick up on a couple of things that you're talking about. So first of all, maybe some of our listeners haven't seen a cologne before, which could yeah. be the case because last time we there was 2019. But normally with these type of events, the players are walking through the crowd, right? Like, and they are at the same level as the crowd. So I think it's important that they understand the difference with what you're talking about here is it, this is something that at least from an ESL perspective hasn't been done before, right? Do the players enter on the catwalk or is the trophy just at the end of the catwalk and they walk down it for the trophy? So uh, as Chad says, normally the yeah. uh, back entrance, uh, like as far away from the stage the as floor. possible on the floor, they would walk through. There was a red carpet. They would high five the Hands the and dildos. Audience. Yep. The dildo was at Cologne. I yeah. forgot about that. That was what, 17? That's a great clip. Was that in Cologne or was that in Brazil? That was in Cologne. As far as I'm um, pretty I remember, sure that's Cologne. Listen, there may have been more than one, but more than yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, it's it's a it's, it's one of those dominoes you can't control. Uh, I think like the little things that you uh, the little things that you do like we wanted to have the players elevated relative to the audience because. Yeah. Uh, we wanted them in the middle of the audience, in between, in the middle of the cauldron, yeah. but elevated because they are not the same. They are. They should be elevated. That's why everyone's here to see. Yeah, they're the warriors. That's, yeah. yeah, that's why. Uh, that it's the same reason why at the UFC, the, the when they have, uh, let's say, the press day, uh, and they interview all the fighters for you know for a UFC gala, the let's say regular fights, the. Uh, the fighters sit on ground level for the main fight they're actually all elevated and the uh, press everybody ask them questions looking up towards them rather than like oh, eye yeah. level and these are the little details that actually influence how the players are perceived and what images we build around the players that the superstars the genuine superstars we should treat them as such so yes yeah here's a question uh, Cologne has uh, like kind of been the marquee event in the Counter-Strike calendar, even even with the majors over the years. This is probably, I mean, on par with the majors. So how do you how do you make it bigger each time when it's already there? I think so. It automatically gets bigger if we don't disrupt that thread of history. Yeah. Because every single time somebody was in Cologne. They add to the legacy, mm. and the legacy just swells with time. This is, uh, I get always asked about Katowice, whether or not, you know, the event should go to another city in Poland, when a Polish person asks or whatever. But you have to think, like, esports is very, very young. Um, mm -hmm. And five years, of, five years of history is a lot for an event in esports. Mm -hmm. Now think about this this one. Next year we've got a decade of uh, okay, Cologne events. Oh, Cologne events. The Cologne events. We have a decade, a full decade of... Because uh, Gamescom. It's, the event started in 2014 at Gamescom. Mm -hmm. That was the very first one. 2015 was the first one in Lanxess Arena. Oh. So uh, ESL1 Cologne slash IEM Cologne. This will be the 10th next year. And it is not something that anyone in Counter-Strike can ever catch up to. Sure. Right? So uh, it's the story that you can tell ultimately that will define what the event is. You can, you can give it a higher price purse. You can uh, spend twice as much as anybody else on, on the stage, but you'll never buy the story. You'll never buy... The fact that it was here that SK Gaming won twice in a row. 
uh, right? It, you, you, you'll never be able to purchase that. Can't and, and that's what the makes moments that it's created. Yeah, that's what makes the the event more special than most other events. Mm. Um, because you can you can honestly like you can go and rent, rent out any arena in the, in the world. That's a question of money. You can build a stage. We can put more lights and and have a bigger screen. That's a question of money. Uh, and we want to be competing and um, kind of be to be the custodians of all the things that you can't buy for money because that's actually what makes the event what it is. It's not. It's not anything else, I think. That would be my estimation. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Well, but that's the reason it's weighted by yeah. these players, right? Is they go, we want to win Cologne, is because the players that they looked up to won Cologne. That's precisely it, but me dumbing it down, mm -hmm. right? Like, that's, that's all there is to it, right? And I think the thing is, when you come to this arena every year, in this city every year, and it's always sold out, and only once did we ever have the home team in the final, every other time it's been teams that they're supporting just for good counter-strike and that's one of the things like it's such a cliche and i feel like such a cheeseball idiot when i say it but people are here just because they enjoy counter-strike and that's the most important thing is yeah. like they're, they're not here we're not doing a home crowd advantage people are leaving as soon as the home team's out people are here because this experience for the three days that we're in that arena is what people want and yeah i i i've got to experience this almost every i think i only missed it once yeah, I, for me, I know. I remember that 2015 Cologne was my my first arena event. I still remember walking out into the, into the crowd on the first day. I still remember just walking out and seeing the stage on rehearsal day. But for me, that that first Cologne was like the that was like the realization of like the the 10, 15, 20 year old dream that all the nerds in the hotel in the Hyatt in Dallas at CPLs had was, what if we ever get to play this game in an arena? And that that was like the encapsulation of it. So, yeah, Cologne Cologne does just always have a special place. I want to know though, you're mentioning different things of like the stage, for example, is there anything else that maybe people listening here who won't be coming to the event uh, might be interested to know with the experience that they get on site? Because that's one of the things, right? We want the people who have an in arena experience to be different to those at home so that it's a bit more unique. Yeah, um, so something we're doing differently. And then again, there's somebody else that takes uh, you can take the credit. We, don't worry. We'll, we'll edit the names in later. Yeah. We'll add them Actually, first. he does have a bigger Twitter account than I. Ooh. Sean Clark, Apollo. Well, see, he cheated. He used to be one of us. Yeah, he was one of us. Yeah. Yes. But he, he left the So fold. technically, he's, he's probably more well-known than I I think am. deep down in his heart, he's still one of us. Anyway, um, we generally, the, the reason you come to an arena event is probably a slightly different reason then you, you don't go there to watch a Twitch stream with a thousand other people, yeah. 15,000 other people. You go there to, to have an experience. You go there because uh, when something absolutely amazing happens, you want to be able to say, I was there. Uh, you go that for that perennial promise of sports that I don't know what I'll get, but I'll, I'll take home something that I can't possibly take home if I if I watched it on uh, on Twitch, um, and what we are doing these days is is we're trying to offer that different experience to people because they are, again, they're not looking to go and have a cinema experience. They're looking to go and be part of that hive mind, of because all the emotions are heightened when you're there with people. So what we're trying to do is. Uh, the, the, the goal is to whip the audience into a frenzy where they're having so much damn fun 
that when the action actually begins it it just it's just a cauldron of of positive emotion and enjoyment uh, so the audience will get a slightly different show um, than uh, the audience at home uh, so there's you know uh, organized cheering uh, making sure that uh, you know that that when the breaks there for the stream the audience actually has something to do and there's entertainment for them because why would we show them commercials if they paid for a ticket like yeah let's give them a mo the most premium experience and fill every second that they want to opt into um hopefully you'll see when when you're there tomorrow <laughs> I, kg i know the parlor's here and in dallas he did uh in some, arena, some in arena, arena stuff. shenanigans and uh, i'm interested to see what he does he did here. a great job no, that's, I, that's I probably one of the most underappreciated jobs in the whole show is, is what Paul is going to have to As long as he gets to use a t-shirt cannon at some point. I want to use a t-shirt That's cannon. But you need it. You need, it's, it's too much. I just want everybody to, listening. You're not far off of Sean Clark. So those who listen, if you don't follow Carmack, let's see if we can catch him up to Sean okay, so I he see. can win the Twitter dick measuring competition. At MB Carmack, C-A-R-M-A-C. VP of product development. There you go. DSL. Yeah. So now we're pushing the socials. Yeah. I like that. You have an Instagram? You do have an Instagram. Yes, same, same account, same thing, but it's 2,000 people. Nobody cares about me. <laughs> Trust me, nobody cares about me. I, I built it up when I was interviewing people, doing dumb stuff on camera and stuff like that. Uh, right now, these days, nobody cares about You're me. trying to get back to that. You've asked me a couple times for a good prank for, for various people. So I want to do Try Hunter. Okay. But I gave him, I put a medal on his neck in Katowice. So he, you know, hopefully he was dazed and he won't recognize me. I'd love to do OC. Do you think Dexter would know me? Dexter would know you. He's a smart lad. He would be paying attention. You'd be surprised. He'd I think really he'd be, be paying surprised. attention. I don't know. OC I, wouldn't know you. The Moby Star Riders guys, I reckon you could get away with it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll try. I'll do my best. That'd be, you could easily get away with it with them. Do my very best. Who else would do my very best? Liquid, no. No, I mean... They all, they're all... Outside same. of OC. Outside, yeah, you're right. OC. Uh, trying to, who's on the other side of the bracket? Yeah, Mouse. The Mouse. Torji wouldn't. You get yeah. away with him. The academy guys would, yeah, be, for sure. You'd yeah. be right there. All right, we'll see if we can pull off some pranks. Can, I, can we ask uh, how what the capacity is for the arena this weekend? Cut the tape. Cut the tape. Uh, I mean, <laughs> listen, if this is if this is uh, not public no, information, I, I, right? <laughs> <laughs> as as arenas go, uh, I don't know. Okay. Because again, I'm next to it. It's yeah. anything between twelve to fifteen thousand. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. That's very nice. A good amount of people. Yeah, it's a great amount of people. Alrighty. Sounds like a nice sweet number. Yeah. Alright. Is there anything, Carmack, that you want to ask us? <laughs> uh, Is there any any directions here? Why do you why do you uh, what emotion do you have when when thinking about Cologne, about the event at Lanxis Arena? What's the first emotion? Joy beating Titan. Uh, other than that, uh, <laughs> Uh, for me... You forgot to add, but I don't like to talk about it. I love to talk about it. <laughs> I will never shy away from talking about he's, it. He's burst at me. Uh, there can be a piece of contact with Matthew being sat down, his eyes forced open just to watch the game back round after round. Uh, Clockwork Orange style. Yeah. But uh, seriously, for me, I have a different relationship with Cologne than I imagine a, a lot of people because I lived here for a short period of time. Uh, and I have very, very fond memories of this city because this is kind of where my dream of working full-time in Counter-Strike came to its fruition. 
when I was a player, I got to be here competing in the biggest events and seeing it from that angle. And then when I shifted on over, this was where I came to do my first proper analysis gig, right? When uh, we're down the road in the old studio. Uh, so I have so many fond memories. And because I have uh, fond memories of here and being here a lot, I have good relationships with a lot of people. Uh, who are part of the company or who are into Counter-Strike around the city. So for me, this is like the family event. Yeah. And um, it just, it just, yeah, I, I have like, I'm just happy. A lot of different emotions, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's it. Like it's, it's always a great one to be here. It feels like home. Yeah. My mind's, I, joy and happiness is, is good. That's the easy one that comes to mind. I think with me, there's like a mixture of like this weird nostalgia because it makes me, like I said, think back to like the early 2000s when I was competing in CPLs. And um, so I have this like weird combination of being at such an incredible event that's put on and in such an incredible place that it's obvious how much it means to everyone involved from the ESL staff to the players, to the talent that are here and, and obviously the fans and, and many more. But also it makes me think a lot of a lot of the old players and a lot of the old guys from Counter-Strike who I know still watch and tune in, um, those guys who competed in the early days who laid you know, the groundwork in 2003 for the people in 2007 to build on and then the guys in 2010 and then on and on it goes. So for me, it just takes me back to some of the guys that, that I used to play with that didn't get this experience but certainly helped us get here that, that will never probably have recognition. Um, but I don't know. There's just like a weird nostalgic emotion to it as well. I'd say when you guys mention it, uh, I, I don't have that feeling because um, well, you make the I, was an, I, was, I was not on the ESL1 team. Mm. Okay. So I, I wasn't part of, let's say, the crew that actually built the event. But for so many people at this office, this event is home. It's like they built... Imagine you built a house with your own hands and then you have yeah. your... Uh, children live in it and your grandchildren live in it and and you have memories of literally like laying the first brick that's what it f means to so many people at ESL here in Cologne in the Cologne office um, I I you know in in a way I mean I have this in Katowice yeah. but uh, in in a way I'm envious of them uh, that I wasn't part of this from from the very beginning because it's it's a wonderful feeling to have to have created something that gives so much to people because these events give so much to fans yeah it's amazing yeah well that could be the, are you got a question no i guess that could be where we where we leave it yeah we i do want to know who you think is actually going to win i know you said it doesn't matter for the event from the work perspective but in a way you must pick up oh these guys are talking about this is the best team or the community sentiment is this I'm so, curious what you think. Coming back to like, if you if you think about these things, uh, I don't think anyone's done Cologne and Katowice in one year. And the major, back. and the major, which is what, and then and the major. That's what uh, yeah. Face Clan is on the precipice of. At the same time, no one's won this event three times, and that's Navi. So. Yep. If you're looking for a like really big payoff, really big story, then holy crap, this is this is you know yeah. they're, they're on a collision course with destiny, and then there's teams that are just they don't give a flying fuck about that, and they just they, they just want to share off their own glory. So uh, we'll see, we'll see. It's gonna be it's gonna be tremendous either way. Okay, cool. I think Perfect. we're done. I think uh, now we're gonna jump into some talk about. Actually, actual counter show, yeah, yeah. See if we can 
got an answer to that question. For sure. Okay. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. What did he say? Boom. Uh, Something about dildos, I think. Yeah, we did talk about dildos at one point. Yeah. Normal. Yeah. That's the that normal. Was, that was a funny clip. If you haven't seen that, just go to Google. and. Yeah. 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 ESL cologne Google, uh, dildo. Yeah, you'll find it easy. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's a brilliant clip. It's an ingenious. Uh, they should have put branding on it. Then it would really have you know, skyrocketed. I hope that's one of the things they have for the in-arena entertainment. Dildos. Out ESL One Cologne dildos. Okay. Just, all right. Well, look, there's a lot of sex shops around. Here. That's, <laughs> that's in, a fact. One in Germany. Yeah. So I made the most of it. But uh, yeah, it's interesting to hear from Carmack kind of the angle that it is from the event organizer. And I know that he's making sure he doesn't take credit or blame uh, <laughs> for, <laughs> yeah. for too much of anything here. But he's obviously a pillar who's been involved uh, in the company for, for many years, right? So just to hear, for example, the runway conversation, that's not something that I'm considering. Yeah. It's something when I see it, it'll make a big difference. He, he, even, he even skimped out on some of the details of that. So, okay. So there's a few more, like uh, the catwalk, the way it approaches the stage as well. Um, he was telling me this the other day. Um, cathedrals, part of the reason why they're called cathedrals is because they're laid out in the cross shape. The okay. layout, the foundation of a cathedral is usually in the shape of a cross. Uh, and that is, like, you can see that when you look at the stage. There's going to be that long catwalk up to the stage. Stage obviously goes out to the sides. Um, and then even, like, towards the back of the stage in the middle, there's, like, a little... That's usually where players and staff enter to, to set up and everything like that. So there is, like, a little bit of a cross okay. element to, to the setup with that catwalk. Um, I know, obviously, with the trailer as well, um, in, in the uh, construction of Inferno with the bells chiming and everything like that, I think there's even going to be some bells effects inside the arena. So everything... there's. Like all these small details that subconsciously are supposed to allude to the cathedral of Counter Strike. Sure. Uh, look, yeah. and I think we have uh, we have no issue running with that. It's it's been uh, the alliteration. It's wonderful, yeah. right? Uh, and you can do a lot from that with a casting perspective as well. Yes, you right? can. So we might have to go read the Bible after this. We might have to hit up Matt uh, to get some more lines. He gave me one from Odyssey, and Odyssey's gone. Can you adapt it? Uh, again, it's an alliteration, so you kind of need an M name. Who do we, we have? Mopaz. I don't think we'd have the same. No. Yeah. You could try. I could try. I might tweak it a little bit tonight. All right. Yeah. Get in the lab. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'm trying to think what else Carmack really brought us here. I think the, the, the nice thing too is uh, it, was, it was funny when he like felt like he had to describe this as like a like home for the ESL staff. Sure. Because they all like live in Cologne. So like that's an easy one. But um, it was cool. And I mean, we get to see it obviously with, with how much we're at these events. Um, but it's nice for him to be able to articulate how much this event in particular means for the people who started it and for the people who have been here for five years. It was like DreamHack when we were in Stockholm, right? That was their yeah. home event. Or when we would go to like DreamHack Summer or DreamHack right. Winter and Jonshoping, it's like they had a lot of pride in what they were doing there. Yes. It's the same thing here. Like this isn't just... It may for the people at home look like an event in a city, but there's a reason it's in Cologne, yeah. right? Like there's, and I've been coming here every year, whether it's for the ESL One Cologne, IEM Cologne, whatever it is. I've been in Cologne every year since 2014. Yeah. Every year, me I too. haven't missed. I haven't missed a beat, right? So, yeah. like this this place to me as well, it is. Um, it's important for for my Counter Strike history and Counter Strike history in, in general, right? It's, and we have a lot of fun here. Yeah. It's a fun city. Cologne's a cool city. Yeah. You know, I, I actually didn't like Cologne the first time I came here. Really? But over, over time, I think Cologne grew on me over time. All right. I think it was that first pro league that, that you did when we did like the, I had, I was here for like seven weeks straight. Are you hosting? I was hosting that. Yeah. That was weird. I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 Um, but that was, I think that was the, I just bought a bike, bought into the Cologne culture. That's right. I yeah. Had a good yeah, time yeah, with yeah. 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 That was, that made me kind of fall in love with Cologne a little okay. bit. Okay. Yeah. I, I did it the actually move here route and, uh, 
have an apartment and makes and sense considering yeah you live on an island in the middle of nowhere yeah otherwise yeah right yeah uh okay well i know that i'm excited about tomorrow i yeah. hope that the people listening at home are as well i don't know we'll be we'll be around if people who are listening are actually going to be there so yeah. if you see us say hi come say hi uh if we don't if we don't hear you uh i don't know what you can yell at us something nice would be nice want to do the quarterfinal predictions who you oh. got winning are you taking the astralis astralis liquid for both those no i'm going with mouse Dexter. Oh, you're going. Yeah, that's right. You're going for Mal's yeah. liquid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. You happy? Happy with that? Yeah, I think so. I, that Mal's. Then we both win. Whatever. Yeah. North America and Australia yeah, together. Yeah. We got it both. Yeah. United. Finally, yeah. going out. But I think we should have a show match on the Sunday. Okay. It should be Liquid versus Stralis. <laughs> yeah, if they both get knocked out, get best the, of one. Yeah, 2019 uh, rematch. Old time's sake. I'm there. We'll make the Krieg and the Org powerful again. And we'll just do it when the doors open, so the fans can come into to some fun Counter Strike, little throwback Counter Strike match. All right. Well, uh, we hope to see everybody there, and we will be back. We'll be recording an episode on Monday. Monday after event. the grand finals. It'll be the I Am Cologne post mortem. Yeah. I don't know if that'll be the official name, but it's a good name. It's Maybe good we could run with that. But we'll break down who won. Uh, where we're at who got eliminated and who's going to have roster changes in the off season yeah goodbye